0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, August 19th, 2015. I'm Caleb Brown. For all the benefits of American health care, low prices for consumers isn't always one of them. Government regulation in its myriad forms regularly keeps consumers from knowing and often even caring about the costs of health care services. Cato Director of Health Policy Studies, Michael Cannon, explains. The Associated Press reports that Mark Abolzern, who is a 56-year-old man from Anchorage, Alaska by choosing to go to Mexico to have uh, some uh, dental work done, saved himself $62,000, and obviously we like to talk about how great the U.S. medical system can be, and of course there are some ways that it is uh, second to none in the world, but uh, savings of $62,000 for
1: a dental procedure seems like... Quite a lot, some pretty intensive dental procedures, actually. And uh, although that's a little bit misleading, because he found another quote uh, that was, instead of sixty-five thousand dollars was only thirty-five thousand dollars if it were performed by dental students here in the United States. But he found a dentist just across the border in Mexico who would be willing to do it for three thousand dollars. So that's where the sixty-two or thirty-two thousand dollars in savings comes from, and that's why it was worth his while to drive from Alaska all the way down to the Mexican border and get this work done there. This is a very common thing. Uh, where in the United States prices are too high for medical care or dental care, people travel to other countries to have those procedures done. In countries with, I should say, other countries with socialized systems where the problem is not excessive costs, but the problems that the government has created are excessive wait times. Like under, the Britain's, under Britain's National Health Service, for example, patients who cannot get medical care because of the wait times will travel to other countries, pay out of pocket, and get quite reasonable prices, at least from uh, given, the, given the constraints that they face, for badly needed services, including dental care. And this is What this illustrates is that actually, despite all sorts of claims we hear about how markets don't work in healthcare because healthcare is special, markets are working in healthcare. They're doing their best to get around all sorts of barriers that government has put in the way of more affordable medical and dental care.
0: So, what are some of these impediments? For example, like using this example, what are some of the impediments that would uh, prevent this guy from getting... A more reasonably priced procedure in the United States. I mean, thirty-two thousand dollars is a is a huge is a huge difference for
1: uh, sub- substantial uh, dental work. Well, right. Uh, first is the heavy reliance of the United States on health insurance and dental insurance. The more you rely on third-party payment like that, the higher prices are going to be. Because as it turns out insurance companies aren't as good at negotiating prices as patients are when they're spending their own money. So if you try to pay for things through health insurance, through dental insurance, that patients could pay for out of pocket, those prices are going to go up. And when, in in the case of health insurance, and in some cases, uh, dental care, you have uh, the government paying for these services and imposing, really government-dictated prices on these transactions, you might think that the government is going to set those prices so low that 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 it won't be overpaying, but it adjusts as often sets the prices too high. Uh, but it also sets the prices too low. And so another tragedy that we see here in the United States is that uh, a lot of low income people who have a government guarantee of access to dental care cannot access dental care because So few doctors or dentists, I should say, are willing to accept the low payments that the Medicaid program offers them. And so you have situations like we had in 2007 uh, in Maryland, where a 12-year-old boy named Diamante Driver died because he could not get a dentist that would accept Medicaid. diagnose and extract an abscess too. So that infection spread to his brain and he succumbed to that infection at the age of 12 because that government guarantee of access to care wasn't really worth anything. There are all sorts of other things the government does to get in the way of um, of, uh, affordable healthcare that drive these, uh, the price of, medical and dental care out of reach of low-income Americans. One of them was mentioned in the uh, Associated Press article about that man who drove from Alaska to Mexico. The representative of the American Dental Association, which is the lobbyist for dentists here in the United States, said that, well, if you go down to Mexico, you won't get all the medical malpractice protections that you'll get here in the United States. And that's true. But what that means is to the extent that those medical malpractice protections are increasing the cost of care in the United States, they are pricing a lot of people out of the dental care market preventing them from getting dental care that they need rather than give them a choice of, will do you want all of this medical malpractice or dental malpractice liability protection? Or would you be willing to trade the ability... To collect fully for your, you know, any injuries, for the ability to actually access this care for a lower price, so you can actually afford these services. Now, this representative from the American Dental Association and the, his counterpart at the American Medical Association uh, and elsewhere, as well as the probably the American Trial Lawyers Association, would say no: consumers should not have that choice. They should get. They should always have. Uh, well, actually, I'm sorry. The American Dental Associ- Association the American Medical Association uh, might differ from the American Trial Lawyers Association to an extent. The, the trial lawyers would say, no, they should not have the choice of uh, being able to bargain for less medical malpractice protection and get a reduction in price that way. Uh, the physician and dentist groups would probably say, we want the government to limit their ability to collect... And we don't want them to have any choice, but we want to be the ones deciding how much uh, we're on the hook for um, for making patients whole if uh, physicians or dentists injure them. But if you look at what's happening when people cross borders, is they're really choosing their own medical malpractice liability protections. They are evaluating all this, you know, they're evaluating the the med mal liability rules that we have in the United States, and they're saying they're just too costly. I can't afford this much protection. I need dental care more than I need the ability to collect. So in
0: some sense, this gentleman, uh, Mark Bolzern from uh, Alaska, was making a trade-off, and perhaps not uh, explicitly in his mind, but I'm not willing to pay $30,000 to have the ability to sue if something goes wrong.
1: That's right. And we don't know how much of that added $30,000 is uh, medical... Or dental malpractice liability uh, costs that are built into the prices of the services that he needs, but that's- they're, they're part of that cost. There are other regulatory costs. You know, the uh, the governments in every state license dentists. They license dental hygienists. They limit the number of people who can enter these professions. And for dental hygienists, they limit the number of procedures that they can perform. Often, they limit them more narrowly than than the hygienist's training does. And so they're not allowed to provide procedures that they're competent to provide, or they're not allowed to provide those services unless under the direction of a dentist. All of these things serve to restrict the supply of dental services restrict competition and increase prices, so that so, so that's also contributing to the thirty two thousand uh, uh, dollars extra that he's being forced to pay here in the United States.
0: And in some case, in other contexts, we have uh, nurse practitioners who, uh, in many states, aren't allowed to practice on their own, independent of working in a the house of a physician.
1: That's right, and that's the nurse practitioners are the are the medical analog of what we were talking about, and and we've seen. The growth of independent practice by nurse practitioners, where they are allowed to staff retail clinics and provide basic primary care at a much lower cost than a physician's office, and not just a lower money cost, but also a lower time cost. You don't have to wait as long; it's much more convenient, uh, and they're more conveniently located. But uh, you know, another we can also see a, a, a similar thing happening, uh, not just in the. Uh, in dental markets or or, or medical markets where people engage in medical or dental tourism. But when people are paying with their own money for healthcare, when they're paying out of pocket rather than through insurance, even within the United States, you can see prices coming down. One example is retail clinics. You can see people getting uh, those basic primary care services from nurse practitioners at a lower cost than they would have paid for, uh, for those services in a physician's office. But you can also see in corners of our healthcare sector where people pay for healthcare directly, such as laser eye surgery, such as elective cosmetic surgery, you can see prices falling in in real terms while quality improves, which you generally don't see elsewhere in in the healthcare sector. Uh, And the reason for that is, when people are spending their own money, they're very careful about how they spend it. They want lower prices and they want higher quality, and producers have to provide those things or else they're not going to stay in business. So you have this constant uh, uh, progress. that's being made on both fronts, on both quality and costs in those markets where consumers are controlling the money. And one thing that uh, Obamacare definitely did not change is the fact that the, the government and employers are controlling three quarters or more of the money in the U.S. healthcare sector, and patients are not the ones controlling those dollars, so those dollars aren't really being spent very well. Patients have no incentive to be cost conscious. It's very hard for the government or employers or health plans to be cost conscious when the patients don't care about costs. All they want is what seems to them free medical care. So we're not going to solve this problem until we change who controls the money by getting that money out of the hands of government and out of the hands of employers and leaving it with the people who earned it so that they can spend it more wisely.
0: Trevor Burrus The assumption, as you note, is is that the healthcare marketplace is somehow different and that sort of implies an underappreciation of the idea that reducing prices Uh, is something that it's underappreciated.
1: I think you're right. The healthcare market is different from other markets in a lot of ways, but not in all ways. And one of the ways that it's very similar to other markets is that nobody spends somebody else's money as carefully as they spend their own. So governments and employers don't spend... Their enrollees or the taxpayers' money as carefully as, uh, as as the workers or the taxpayers would spend that money themselves. So we don't get the benefit of 200 million, 250, 300 million consumers demanding both lower prices and higher quality. So uh, it, that's how it works in every other sector of the economy, where consumers control the money; they demand these things, and they get they get lower prices at this, and while quality rises. And while, as I said before, we see that in corners of our healthcare sector, that is the exception and not the rule, and it's going to remain the exception until we change the rules.
0: Michael Cannon is Director of Health Policy Studies at the Cato Institute. Read more of his work at cato.org.